0: Here's four steps in the process to achieving true financial freedom. So number one, it's decide. The first step to financial freedom is to make the determination to achieve it. So again, whose mission is it? Is it yours or is it someone else's? You got to figure out what yours is. Number two, study it. Study the financial habits and asset allocations of the ultra wealthy. How do they handle their money and what do they invest in? Number three, save to invest If you study the habits of the ultra wealthy, you'll notice that in the early days of their investing career, they minimized expenses and debt in order to save to invest. They wanted to put their money to work for them instead of the other way around. And the last part is get out of your comfort zone and invest in alternatives. The wealthy are comfortable being uncomfortable. To achieve true financial freedom, you have to take the chances and get out of your comfort zone. Ignore what everyone else is doing, it's not working. To reap the big rewards, you have to take the risk True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, we're going to talk about freedom, which oftentimes we do. Um, But here's the thing. Freedom is not a right. And recently, I was, um, Karen and I were on an island, uh, Ariel BVI, just an amazing place and, and hearing, you know, Brittany Turner, um, and, and Jeremy's story, uh, Jeremy, you know, came out of the military. He was in special ops and just seeing his battles, like, you know, reentering, um, society. Uh, these guys are just, you know, trained, uh, to, you know, do what, what it is they do. Um, they're, they're heroes on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Brittany said while we were there is like, You know, when you're told every day what the mission is and what the purpose is, and then you have to come out into the world and you have to like kind of determine on your own what your own mission and what your own purpose is, like that's a big shift. And it got me thinking too about, you know, just society in general and, you know, the way things have been the last hundred years, 150 years. And by the way, we live in, you know, still what I believe is the best country, the land of opportunity, all of that still exists but we have to be aware of the times and the seasons that we're in and really the battle that we're in. And, you know, freedom is not a right, as I said in the beginning and just listening to Jeremy and, you know, his passion to number one, help these heroes, um, find their purpose again, which they do, um, you know, through a program that they have, um, heal the heroes, but also simultaneously they go out into the world and they, you know, help uh, stop sex trafficking and, you know, uh, when the tornado just hit in in Mississippi, they're deploying, you know, a bunch of heroes that are trained um, to respond in these, you know, times of emergencies. But it just really made me realize, like, you know, we all have a mission and a purpose. And like Brittany said, you know, when, when you're told your whole life what your mission and purpose is, and then you have to, like, figure that out on your own, that's a really challenging process. So I'd like you to just pause and reflect on like what your mission and purpose is. And like I said, the last hundred, hundred and fifty years, really the you know, the last probably 50 years more specifically, we've really been programmed as a society. And even though society's not telling us what our mission and purpose is, it's kind of watered it down for us. It said, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a job, work till you're 65. We've been kind of funneled. Like I almost think of it as like, you know, cattle being led to a, you know, the back of a semi truck, we're being funneled through these gates and through these corrals and half the time we're blind to it. And here's the thing. Freedom is not a right or a privilege. It has to be earned. It has to be fought for. And that's the thing that, you know, I'm seeing these guys, um, at Ariel and heal the heroes and their mission. They're out there fighting for freedom and we have to fight for our own freedom too. We've got to figure out what our purpose is. And you may think you have freedom when in fact you don't, Um, Did anyone feel free during the mandatory lockdowns and the, you know, stay at home orders of COVID? We're in a really interesting time right now. And the truth is that freedom is constantly in flux. Big tech wants to control what you say. The politicians are discussing, you know, taking away our constitutional rights. I don't want to get into a political rant, but I think you might have less freedom than you think you do when we really, you know, look at it. And the mission has been designed for you in many cases, And again, it's really challenging to break out of that. We all think we have more freedom than the person in the the next country because we're conditioned to believe that, you know, we're the freest country in the world. And again, I still, I love our country and I think it's the land of opportunity. But when you look at North Korea, where people are forced, forced to work at gunpoint and they're forced to eat what the government rations you, you know, look at socialist countries where citizens are forced to accept what the government gives them from healthcare to jobs to housing. You may think you have more freedom in the United States, but think about this. While slaving away at work during the day, whether in a cubicle, out in the field, are you any more free than someone in North Korea or in a communist or socialist country who's doing the same thing? Everyone still has to go to work to be able to put food on their tables. And I was having a conversation um, with Mike Pine from Pine & Co. and, and Kevin Schneider. I was actually on their podcast. And, you know, I introduced this concept that they'd never heard before. I called it a wage slave. And the reality is, you know, most of us are just working to pay the government taxes, to pay all of our bills, to pay all the things that we bought, you know, three, four, five years ago, and we're still just making payments on it. This society, this system that we live in has made it really easy for us to give up our freedom. So what does true freedom look like? For me, it's not answering to someone else to be able to feed my family. I want to be able to do that on my own terms. For me, freedom is being able to do what I want, go where I want. And be with who i want all on my terms freedom is relative and in the us you know we have certain freedoms but to attain true freedom the freedom to do what you want when you want you have to plan for that this type of freedom is not a right or a privilege you have to plan for it execute the plan make it your priority and do everything in your power to make it a reality just understand that it's not going to happen overnight and again the thing is is like we've been programmed to execute someone else's mission, someone else's purpose. And when we start to begin to break out of this, when we start to get that glimpse of the fact, the reality that we're not free, like I did at the age of 23, when I'm working a hundred plus hours a week, you know, we have two young boys, Dylan and Tim, and Kara's pregnant with our third child, Kate. And I've told this story so many times, but, you know, I realized that I didn't have my freedom. And I just thought to myself, well, you know, if I'm gonna work a hundred hours a week, for someone else and be out of town and be missing all this stuff. This isn't, this isn't what I designed or wanted my life to look like, but I was executing someone else's, someone else's mission. So then I thought to myself, well, I'll just, you know, quit and start my own business. I might as well, you know, if it's going to, if entrepreneurship is working hundred hours a week, I might as well do it for myself. But then I realized there's a better way to do this. But again, we have to, we have to design that we have to plan for it. We have to execute it. We have to make it a priority. And again, just understand that it isn't going to happen overnight. Everyone talks about financial freedom, but is anyone achieving it or doing the right things to attain it? And I know I've woken up, you know, after three, four, five years on a certain trajectory and path and realized that, you know, I didn't have freedom again. Um, You're going to go through seasons where, you know, you have to ebb and flow and adjust. And by the way, you're going to change too. Your desires change. We all have the why, right? It's the how that differentiates the people who have true freedom and those who don't. It's really hard to execute. The why for most of us is financial freedom, but the how is where we diverge. Most people think that the how for achieving financial freedom is a get rich quick situation or scheme. I recently read that most people who want to start a business just want to sell it. Why? Because they want financial freedom that comes from a big exit. Many entrepreneurs who launch startups have the same dreams, but in reality, nine out of 10 fail. We've heard these statistics forever and it's not getting any easier. It just sounds like buying and selling stock to me. Everyone thinks that the path to wealth is buying something and selling it quickly to someone else for more money. And that's the path to wealth. The problem is that most of the time someone isn't willing to pay a higher price. Look at all the people today that have built these amazing businesses over the years, but they just, you know, they can't sell it because they're used to making three or $400,000 a year of owner's discretionary earnings. And they, if they sell it, You know they might only be able to survive for three years it's because they didn't plan accordingly and they didn't execute that freedom and just like me when i left and started my own business you know i just thought honestly that i was going to be working until i was 65 karen i had this goal of 20 income producing properties um you know that by the time i was 65 and still working in this business you know i I wouldn't have to worry about selling it i'd have this retirement from real estate well it worked out completely different um, as life often does i sold that business 10 years later and you know, have a lot more real estate than, than 20 doors. But um, again, the problem is that most of the time, you know, someone's not willing to pay that higher price. So you've got to figure out you know, even business. I honestly fully believe that if you talk to anybody that's super successful in life, the one thing that's probably going to differentiate them is, you know what, we started a boring business. We just did this thing. We've been doing it for 20 years, 30 years. I invested along the way. I bought a bunch of real estate. It's the same story over and over and over. So I'm a huge fan of business. I'm a huge fan of investing. I'm a huge fan of real estate, but again, you've got to decide what the mission is. And back to what I was saying with Pineco, like you know, it's fine having a W 2 job. I'm not anti W 2. It just creates more challenges because, you know, the taxes are challenging. Um, it's going to take a lot longer to get there. The best way to find your financial freedom is to get really clear on what your mission and your purpose is and then execute it. It's those that execute that really make a difference. Everyone wants to retire early and be free from the grind, but most people think that the only way to do that is to get rich quickly. From people looking to win the Powerball to investors chasing the next, you know, shiny investment. Most people think wealth and financial freedom will just fall out of the sky. When in reality, you know, what we need to focus on is like, how do we, how do we set aside enough money to invest in our knowledge and figure out, you know, what our mission really is and how we want to get there. That's why I always say like, if you've got 5,000 or 10,000 or $20,000 to invest, you know, don't throw it into Bitcoin. Throw it into your education, knowledge, experience. I guarantee you that if you start you know, putting your head down, and by the way, it doesn't have to be $20,000. The thing that really got me going on real estate was a like $9 CD series by Dolph DeRoos called the Real Estate Investors College that I found on a discount table at Barnes and Noble. I literally think it was like five or $9 or something. So it doesn't have to be 20,000, but you have to commit to the education piece of this and understanding it. And then it's base hits. It's continuing to do whatever it is that you're doing, your W-2, cut your expenses, invest in a business, whatever that is, and then every year just invest a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, and it'll compound. So it's not about you know, getting rich quickly. Getting rich quickly, at least in the United States, is conditioned. After all, that's what you see on the internet and social media, right? I mean, even passive income. It's, it's, a, it's a farce for the most part. The only people that I know that are truly making passive income are those that are really successful in their W-2, um, in their businesses or in their investing portfolio, and then they start investing with someone else. As an example, um, in order to diversify, we've invested in other people's deals as passive investors. And you know, the most that I have to do with it is um, you know, just reconcile my distributions and you know, jump on a quarterly update if I want to, um, and then you know, file the taxes. So that's about as passive as it gets. But the reality is is you've got to have some income set aside that you're willing to invest with someone else in order to truly have passive income very very seldom is real estate investing or investing in you know starting a business or whatever very seldom is it truly passive so again you know getting rich quickly it's conditioned and back to social media you know this person released a hit song that person won the lottery This person got famous on TikTok. In reality, those who have achieved true freedom didn't do it overnight, and it certainly didn't fall out of the sky. I can tell you now after, you know, almost three years of doing this podcast and, you know, putting out content, it's consistency. Like you've got to, in fact, this podcast is the most consistent. I was just telling Kara this. This is the most consistent I think I've ever been with anything in my life. I've never missed an episode. Here's four steps in the process to achieving true financial freedom. And we're going to consult the way that I've seen the ultra high net worth individuals accomplish this. So number one, it's decide. The first step to financial freedom is to make the determination to achieve it. So again, whose mission is it? Is it yours or is it someone else's? You got to figure out what yours is. Number two, study it. Study the financial habits and asset allocations of the ultra wealthy. How do they handle their money and what do they invest in? Number three, save to invest. If you study the habits of the ultra wealthy, you'll notice That in the early days of their investing career they minimized expenses and debt in order to save to invest they wanted to put their money to work for them instead of the other way around and the last part is get out of your comfort zone and invest in alternatives the wealthy are comfortable being uncomfortable to achieve true financial freedom you have to take the chances and get out of your comfort zone ignore what everyone else is doing it's not working to reap the big rewards you have to take the risk and you have to do something different. The wealthy understand that failure is always possible, but they'll take that risk if staring down an abyss is the price of their success. So what did the ultra wealthy take their investment chances on to break away from the more traditional mindsets? They look to alternatives. The ultra wealthy allocate more than 50% of their assets to two particular alternative asset segments. Investments in income producing private companies, i.e. private equity, and cash flowing commercial real estate. It's that simple at the end of the day. So yes, we have to seek out multiple streams of passive income. If you want to break free of your job, you'll need to find sources of income that can be made in your sleep. Private equity and private real estate, real estate investing through investments and in private companies are ideal for generating passive income. Passive income is essential to wealth building because cash flow from one investment can be used to invest in the other opportunities to create financial passive income streams. Wash it, rinse it, repeat it. That's how wealth has grown exponentially. And freedom is attained. And again, at the end of the day, we have to start with some sort of it doesn't, you don't just wake up one day and create these passive income streams. You have to figure out how to make money and then save a portion of that to invest and then start letting that compound. And just like national freedom that must be fought and sacrificed for, personal freedom also requires you to work for it. It won't be achieved overnight, but by focusing on alternative assets that can generate passive income to multiply wealth. You'll be able to achieve the true type of freedom that everybody else covets, but doesn't know how to achieve. But you just have to decide to work for it. You got to plan for it and you got to execute it using the blueprint that the ultra wealthy investors have provided for you. You got to just get out of your comfort zone and you got to go for it. So again, summing this up at the end of the day, you know, there's so many people out there that um, are not executing their own mission. They're a wage slave. And again, that's not a knock on, you know, W-2. It doesn't matter if you love your W-2 job, that's fine. But what are you what are you doing with that? What is your mission in life? What is your purpose? And getting clear on that, you know, if you're just going to execute somebody else's vision, you're never going to truly find that freedom that you're looking for. So, um, hope this helps. And you know, if you've gotten this far, I appreciate it. I um, I would love it if you would share the show with someone else. Um, also, want to remind you of the Freedom Elite community. This is a private community. Uh, It's $199 a month. It's month to month. So you can stop whenever you want. But this is a great community where we get together with like-minded men. We talk about investing, business, mission, purpose, all of the things we talked about today, but also how do I become a better husband? How do I become a better father? How do I become a better friend? Every week we do ask Mike anything where you can pick Mike's brain. Um, We bring in amazing speakers, amazing content that is specific to the community. So would really just appreciate it if, um, you know, just come check it out. If you are on, you know, your growth trajectory, and you're looking to find that freedom, and just want some help along the way, this might just be the community for you. So if you're interested, just go to freedomelite.co and you can sign up there. Again, what's the risk? Come join the community. It's month to month. You can always leave when you want if you don't love it. Cheers to your freedom.